Hey y'all, it's your girl Maria, the spiritual homegirl, and I wanted to do a quick Monday motivational self-check with a mix of a little rant because I saw something online and it was very unfortunate what I saw and I just wanted to run this by y'all because you know, homegirl loves you and I don't want y'all going through what I saw this person go through. So before we get started, y'all know I can't do any podcast episode without thanking you all for listening. So thank you for listening, boo friends. Out of the tens and thousands of podcasts that are out there in podcast land, you choose to lend me your ears whenever you feel like it for the last six and a half years over the last 300 episodes. And I really appreciate that. So I have a quick favor to ask of y'all. It's a three-part favor. Where you're going to lie in this favor depends on what's been done. So first things first, if you have not subscribed to the podcast, I'm humbly asking you, kindly asking you to subscribe to the Spiritual Homegirl Podcast. Now, if you've done that, thank you, boo friend. The next question is going to be, have you left the review? Because if you haven't left the review, boo friend, what are you doing? Now, if you've done that, thank you, boo friend. Have you shared the podcast with three people that could use the game? If not, what are you doing, boo friend? Don't forget to share the podcast too. Now, if you've done all that, you're like, yo, Maria, I got you. I do all of that. I've been down. Great. But are you on my email list? If not, click the link in my show notes to sign up for my email list. So that's my, well, actually, it's my four-part ask <laughs> of you all. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast, please subscribe. If you've already done that and you haven't left the review, leave a review. If you've already done that but haven't um, shared it with three friends, please share the podcast with three friends. And also, if you've done that, but you haven't joined my email list, join my email list. So shout out to the Inner Peace Posse. That's my off-app community. The doors are currently closed, but they'll be opening sooner than later. We just did a challenge together, and that was a lot of fun. Um, it's ironic because around the time we did a challenge um, that was focusing on some things, I actually did a post on Instagram about scripting. And because I have six and a half years of receipts, over six and a half years, actually, I would like to start sharing them a lot more with the world to it's fun, number one, but it's really dope to see that some of the tools that I adopted like scripting and I'll more than likely send an email about scripting to email subscribers only. That's why I want y'all to sign up as well, because I'll be sending some cool stuff your way. But um, with scripting, it's really helped me and I could really talk it because I've been able to document my entire journey over the last eh, decade or so and it's been really amazing to see that I talked about a tool seven years ago and I was able to prove based on that video which was dated April 28 2016 I was able to prove that 18 months after that I moved to LA based on the things that I was scripting for my life and wanting to become um, bi-coastal and now I am bi-coastal I love when I can prove that I know what I'm talking about because sometimes people need a little bit of proof and you know I'll get to that in terms of sharing in 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 terms of how it's actually helped my life a little bit more um, in greater detail on my email so make sure you sign up for my email list clicking the link in my show notes but I wanted to talk about something that I was very concerned about I saw a post of a person saying that they had moved to Atlanta from Baltimore about a year and a half ago, closer to two years. They moved in 2021 and that they were going to move back home. Now, y'all know that stories like that, they pique my interest because I am a person who literally moved from Atlanta to Los Angeles. 
and then I came back to Atlanta to nurture my roots and I can go back to LA. I, I, I basically can do what I want. <laughs> so I can nurture whatever roots because of, that's how life has, has played out. So when it comes to cross country stories, for those that like to move cross country, I like to, you know, be a support in terms of any kind of questions they might have about what that's like starting over or hitting the ground running, trying to get a plan together. I'm your girl for that, right? So when I see stories of people wanting to move back home, I'm always very curious because there's a will or desire to leave what's safe and what's home and then go to a whole new place, a whole new market, a whole new environment and start over. That's a big deal. If you've been following the podcast for years, you know that I did a podcast about lessons I learned while moving cross country. Like it's a big deal. People act like it's not, but it is. Logistically, it's complicated to a degree. It is isolating. It's a lot, a lot of different factors. And if you don't set yourself up for success spiritually, emotionally, mentally, physically and financially amongst other ways you will be going back home and I was disappointed to see that this person said they were moving back home because Atlanta made them feel like they weren't doing enough and I said I I I know my boo friends better not be sitting here denying their ability to take accountability for their feelings This is the thing, right? We have the rights to feel however we want to feel for better or for worse, whether it's making sense or not. That's your right. You can feel however you want to feel. But sometimes we, and I say we because I'm never above my own advice as I've been telling y'all for the last almost seven years, we sometimes Forget that our personal power to take ownership includes things that are not successes. In this case, what I heard, unfortunately, is this person said a couple of things. And there's a couple of things that stuck out to me that I wanted to address. Now, in all fairness, quick disclaimer, what we saw in the video, because the video has been going viral, it was a surface level analysis of how he felt about moving back to his hometown after trying for about 18 months or 24 months of trying to make it in Atlanta. Now, somebody who is a stone mine representative, I will tell you all day, I have lived in the city, but I'm also, you know, from Stone Mountain. So the thing about Atlanta and Atlanta adjacent, when you're, when you grow up here, right, you learn very quickly. And I think a lot of people that come to Atlanta don't realize this. As much as it is a lot of black entrepreneurship and black successful entrepreneurship like that person mentioned in the video, because it's a very that's a very attractive trait about this city. Atlanta, you can see people who look like you getting it popping in every sense of the word. And what I can say is that it's always been consistent. The first time I ever seen people driving Bentleys, driving Rolls Royces, driving Porsches, driving all of these cool cars, Maybachs, they were all black people. I understand that. Also, culturally speaking, it is pretty dope to see everybody look like you growing up, whether it was the McDonald's worker, the librarian, the police officer, the lawyer, the judge, the OBGYN, the nurse, the counselor, the principal, the teachers, literally, literally, 
I grew up in an environment where everybody looked like me. And it was dope because what I was able to see was you can be anything you want to be. Outside the entertainer aspect, yes. TLC was my favorite female group. 112 was my favorite male R&B group growing up. All of them resided here in Atlanta. So even outside the entertainment piece of it being an entertainment well, at the time, it was a it was a growing entertainment hub. Now it's a mecca. But at the same time, it was dope to see that people could be successful outside of entertainment. So I thought that was really cool about Atlanta. But what I noticed is. Again, going back to what this person said about being attracted to the black success and things like that and, you know, all the vibes and Atlanta is a city of many facets. Depending on what you're coming for will be what you get. If you were here for the fast, (laughs) the fast life, the fast, whatever, you're gonna end up being in circles with people that are also in the fast life. You got to be very careful when you come out to Atlanta. You got to discern your environment. If you're looking for a little bit of the underworld stuff, they have that too. Clearly y'all see the news. If you're looking for a very super duper Christian type of um, environment, Atlanta got a lot of mega churches. I would like to say, I would even be remiss to say, you know, if somebody were to tell me that there was another capital of mega churches, I'd be like, you a whole lie. There's a lot of mega churches out here. Very strong Christian um, community here. Even outside the mega churches, there's a lot of strong Christian communities, contemporary or traditional. Then you also have the adult entertainment side of Atlanta. Y'all know. Then there are some who want to relive the nostalgia of Freak Nick that will never return and has not been in the city for the last 25 years. Some of them come. It's the illusion of fun, partying, wanting to feel that. My girl, Dion Katrina, shout out to her. She said, Atlanta feels like a warm hug. And if you go back not feeling that way, you did Atlanta wrong. And unfortunately, in my in my kind, loving opinion, I think the person that made that video about wanting to move back home did Atlanta wrong. Because the thing, oh, and by the way, there's also a lot of holistic RBG movements out here as well. So I'm saying all this to say about an LGBTQIA plus for black folks as well. There's literally so many different scenes out here. You could really stick and move in any kind of scene if you choose to. You can make a success for yourself in whatever scene that you choose to the cool thing about gatekeeping right and i want to get into why i'm bringing this up because it was inspired by this person's post the cool thing about gatekeeping is that you think humans got the key but god got the master key and this is from somebody who was gatekept in la and atlanta i can talk it i was gatekept in college i can talk it i was gatekept in in workplaces i can talk it so i know what that's like to be gatekept however What I never like to do and what I still will never do is let somebody think they have enough power over me as two humans on the same playing field, energetically speaking, when I know God got the master key, meaning whatever is meant for me is meant for me to have. So all that is, is yeah, that one door in the front may not unlock, but God is going to slip me through the side door, through the back door to give me whatever I need to get. It's never failed me, but it also comes with having faith and having a strong confidence as well as doing the work in order to see if that door is actually for you let alone see if it's gonna open so going back to all this stuff and why i'm talking about atlanta 
and why I'm giving you all this backstory is because the video of this person said that Atlanta made them feel, yes, Atlanta made them feel like they weren't doing enough. Atlanta was flexing on them. They thought they were actually doing things, but yet the city made them feel like they weren't doing enough. Now, again, going back to the background of what it's like to grow up here. Being the the dopest black person in any field that you're in does not matter in Atlanta because it is so competitive. You have to come 10 times harder, not because you're black, but because everybody is at that level. You cannot be the smartest black person. That's not going to happen here. There's a lot of smart black people here. You're not going to be the prettiest. You're not going to be the most handsomest. You're not going to be the one with the best body. You're not going to be the one that's the most successful. You're not going to be the one that is going to be the, the, I mean, you can stand out, but in terms of thinking that you're coming to Atlanta to take over, that's not going to happen. The reason why is Atlanta has enough for everybody. Atlanta is one of those cities where there's so much going on. If you can get a piece of, and I'm pretty sure, matter of fact, LA is like that. I'm pretty sure a lot of cities are like this. I can only speak for Atlanta and LA because I've lived in both. And I've been able to get it popping in my own right in both. So I know what I'm talking about. When it comes to these kind of cities, it is so much out there that you should be able to feel confident enough to get a tiny little sliver of it if you're not going to try to take over. If you're a person who just simply wants to be successful in your own right, doing your own thing in your own lane. Being able to get a a percentage of the pie should not be that difficult unless you don't think you're capable of getting it. So going back to what he said about making him feel we cannot. And again, I'm not trying to say that you should just be hardcore moving into an isolating environment, not having your support system, not doing whatever, because we don't know what happened. But what I can say is moving to a new city is 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 hardcore unless you have, again, the financial, the spiritual, the mental, the physical and the emotional preparation to survive it, to adjust. Then to figure out your moves, then take action on those moves and then stay consistent with those moves until you find success. If you don't have that set up, you're not going to make it anywhere new. Because when you're in a new city, there aren't any safety nets like that. Unless you got like family or something like that. But if you're coming here with no support system, you have to make sure that you're on point and that you're able to sit in those feelings, but not let it dictate your actions. If you have to go home to regroup, okay, cool. But I want us all, and again, I always say us because I'm never above my own advice. I want us to get to a place where we can own the good emotions that dictate our actions and the ones that are not so, that are not so, uh, savory. They're not so sexy. And the reason why I say that is because We should be able to own a thing like not feeling adequate. We can own everything else. We can own, you know, when we feel like we're bossing up or, you know, we can feel that way. But for some reason, we have a problem owning isolation. We have a problem owning losing our confidence. We have a problem owning um being being like feeling like you're inadequate, imposter syndrome or whatever that is. We have a problem with owning those so what we'll do is and i'm not saying this person did this but well yeah i am saying this person did this at least from what i saw i could be wrong that's cool but from what i saw i heard a lot of lack of accountability i heard a lot of blaming a whole city 
for somebody's feelings. And to me, that's a disservice. Why? Because that takes the personal power out of our hands to process and sit with what we feel and own what we feel. I'm not going to shame this person for, for, for quote unquote, letting Atlanta move him out back home. I'm not going to shame him for that. But what I am side eyeing is that we have a, we have a, the, we have the right to accept all feelings. Even the ones that make us look quote unquote weak. Because my thing is, why wouldn't you want to own that? It's yours. It's your feeling. But we know how society do. So I can see why somebody would push it off. Now, it's not, it doesn't make sense to me. I can understand it and still disagree with it. But it's okay to own that. But Atlanta didn't make nobody do nothing. It's a personal problem, not a city problem. Is crime a problem? Yes. Is it a problem everywhere else? Absolutely. Is it a problem every single place of the city? No. In certain scenes, in certain elements it is. Going back to what I said earlier about there being so many different scenes. There's different scenes for everybody, but then there's different sub-scenes for the scenes I mentioned. If you're in a place with a lot of violence, then you should probably change your environment to avoid getting hurt. If you're complaining about everybody in Atlanta being a lash tech, which is which is nothing wrong with that, by the way. It's it's entrepreneurship. You know, provided they going by, you know, cleaning, you know, to clean um, the protocols for make sure they clean and safe and all that stuff. There's nothing wrong with being a lash tech, but this person in the video complained that everybody was a lash tech or a scammer. You might need to change your environment. I don't know no scammers. And I have been in this city a long time, back and forth or permanent. I have been in Atlanta a long enough time and I ain't never met no scammer or associated with a scammer. So it's just like, it's what you make it and you have the right to make it however you see fit. But own if you didn't make it to your liking. And readjust and course correct. If that requires going back home, then fine. But in terms of just blaming an entire city for your feelings, that's unfair. That's unfair to the city and that's unfair to you. Because you're basically saying that these people who are living their life, who ain't necessarily hurting nobody. You know, with the exception of the gun violence, that's a concern, of course. But in terms of people making you feel like that you're not adequate because they're flexing. The people is doing them. The, the great quote says, comparison is the thief of joy. So when you let somebody take your joy because you've allowed the spirit of comparison to consume you, that's nobody's responsibility but yours. Some of y'all probably in new environments not right now that's probably thinking, these folks making me. No, no, no. Homegirl loves you. Don't let them make you do nothing. Sit real quick and feel what you feel. You got the right to feel what you feel. If you're feeling shut out, if you're feeling isolated, if you're not feeling included, if you're not feeling respected, if you're not feeling appreciated, if you're feeling slept on, you have the right to feel that way, boo friend. That's how, the, that's how we go. That's how it goes as humans. The fluidities of our feelings, they ebb and flow. You're not going to be 100 all the time. Even I'm not 100 all the time. But what I am 100 on is making sure I own whatever I feel. And making sure maybe it's ego. I'm never going to let somebody think they made me do nothing. I make my own decisions through the mercy, love, and grace of God. Don't no human make me do nothing that's negative to me. Ever. I make the best moves for me. And I want y'all to make the best moves for y'all. But whatever y'all do, I want y'all to own it. 
Even the crappy feelings that aren't as sexy and don't make you look as bossy as we present to everybody else. It's okay to say, yo, the city was, I was overwhelmed. I came in here thinking it was going to be one thing. I couldn't keep up or I didn't have a plan or I wasn't meeting the right people or I was not really quite open to doing X, Y, Z or I wasn't. There's, it's okay to say that. And it's okay to say because of that, I'm moving back home or I'm leaving this environment. The minute you want to like lose your personal power, all you got to do is say that. If you're ready to lose your personal power, um, listen, listen in. If you want to lose your personal power, here's how you do it. You blame everybody else for your ability to make your decisions. And we can even go deeper than that. Some of y'all are probably raised by trash parents, terrible parents, narcissistic, sociopathic, distant, financially providing, but didn't provide you nothing emotionally type parents. And that's unfortunate. And my heart goes out to you. The same way my heart goes out to that person who decided to blame an entire city of people who don't know him 100% for his ability to make a decision to move back home. But we can't change the history of what happened. But what we can change is the present and the future moving forward. So, yes, a lot of us were raised by terrible parents. And I say us because, you know, my parents were cool. But I'm just saying, like, a lot of us collectively did not have the best growing up experience. A lot of us did not have the best um, financial experience growing up, or we may not have had stability growing up. A lot of us may have been rejected or frowned upon by our teachers, or we might have had experiences with our social groups that might have caused some trauma, even to this day. Whatever it is, we can't change that. But my question moving forward is, how will you process your pain in order to make it work for you? How will you move forward from this to live a healthy, successful, thriving type of life, knowing that that has been your experience? Are you going to let them keep you in a state of feeling less than, are you going to let people keep you in a state of making decisions based on things that they may not know or care about? Because sometimes people do move a little funny. Sometimes people really will treat you like trash and move on. As long as they can get in your head and psych you out, that's good enough for them. As long as you let them live rent free in your head and they just continue to live their life as if nothing is going on, as if they don't care nothing about you, because a lot of them don't. Then they've won. The question is, how do you not let them win? How do you become the victor in your own story? How do you say, I'm not going to let them make me do nothing? How do I reclaim my power? How do I sit here and, as Maxine Waters said, reclaim my time? How do you reclaim your time? How do you reclaim your confidence? How do you reclaim your power? Well, for starters, you book a session with me. <laughs> Baby, I can tell you, I done lived through enough. But no, in all seriousness, uh, we will have some coaching. Uh, that, that coaching will be launching this year. So if you if you ever want to work with me, you might want to save your pennies, okay? Because it's going to be a very limited opportunity to do so this year in 2023, Gregorian 2023. But no, in all, I'm serious, but um, all have jokes aside, though. How are you going to reclaim your life? Reclaim your ability to feel your personal power? How are you going to... Take ownership for what informs your decisions and change whatever you don't like. That's the question. You don't have to have the answer right now, but that's the question. How are you going to do that? 
because to let other people dictate your emotions to where you can't even own your own emotions, that's a sign that you might need to do some soul searching and figure out where was that moment where somebody snatched your power and you've been kind of at the whim of other people who are imperfect, just like you moving through life, trying to figure things out just like you. When did you allow yourself to be <laughs> controlled by them? It's like Pinocchio and Geppetto. Like, don't let nobody pull your strings. Free yourself. So I just wanted to put that on y'all's heart. I felt the way. And I was like, you know what? I would, I wish, I wish people would, again, you have the right to go back home. You have the right to, to retreat. It's just accepting that is your decision based on your feelings or based on your assessment of the situation, not somebody forcing you to do whatever. Like we can even apply this to even deeper stuff that's that's more nuanced. You know, if you're fearing for your safety, you're in a situation where you fear for your life, you get up out of there. The environment was not safe for me, so I made the decision to leave. Simple. You saw that? That was ownership. Not, they made me feel unsafe. You, I mean, you could say that, but at the same time, own your decision. You can be strong in the retreats. It's okay. But just own it. I made the decision to exit the situation or exit the environment because the circumstances were not up to my standard of safety. If you want to get HR with it or simply I didn't feel safe. So I left to protect myself. There's always a power in the decision, even if it's a decision that appears to be, quote unquote, weak or something that folks would probably frown upon. Because, you know, sometimes people say, oh, you can't cut in Atlanta. I heard some people say that, or I should say saw some people in the comments saying that, and I'm like, y'all missing the point. It's not about not cutting it anywhere. I mean, if you look at the societal uh, state of affairs, it's hard to cut it, quote unquote, in any city. Why? Because the wages are low and the, and the cost of living is high. So, I mean, to quote unquote, cut it in any city is quite difficult these days, and it's getting more difficult by the day. That's a whole nother conversation. But again, owning the why is important. And, and doing the how and the what based on owning the why is even more important. But I just want to put that on y'all's heart. Make your decisions and own them, okay? It's your life. There's always power in the decision. Whether it is, again, to retreat, to resist, or to move forward. So I just wanted to put that on y'all's hearts today. It's a beautiful day. I'm going to um, play with my dog. <laughs> he's an older dog, so I just want to make sure he's good. But um, it's been a beautiful, beautiful time just sitting and enjoying the Aries season. I love Aries season. Y'all know I'm an Aries. My birthday is in less than two weeks. So, you know, I love just the, the spirit of newness that's in the air. I feel it. New beginnings. And I see it with Mother Nature when I see all of those trees that were barren and 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 just they look dead but they weren't dead they were just regrouping in order to come back to bloom as new so seeing everything bloom and the bees are outside and the flowers are smelling fragrant i'm just like oh newness i love it so i've been reveling in the beauty of spring not so much the pollen the pollen don't really affect me as much because um i do eat local honey from time to time that's why i say i'm plant-based and not vegan 
um, in order to help curb my allergies. So I've been checking out the pollen and things of that nature, making sure that I don't get <laughs> I don't get attacked by the yellow spores, um, and just making sure I stay I stay afloat. But I just want to put that on y'all's heart. Like I said, I'm going to relax and enjoy the rest of my day. This has been another episode of the Spiritual Homegirl Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe or leave a review or sign up for my email list. And I will catch y'all on the next episode, okay? Whatever you do, do it with love, including owning your feelings. Never forget your personal power in doing that, okay? Homegirl loves you. Peace.